Hello, this is Austin from the Lukewarm Cinema Podcast, and you're listening to the BS Podcast Network. Hey man, it's me, Kevin Smith, and I would not be the filmmaker I am today, barely respected with no hits to my name, were it not for the wonderful world of Disney. We all love Disney, man. Whether it's the movies, the parks, the Marvel movies, what have you, man. Disney is in our DNA. And you know whose DNA it's really in? The Magic Our Way podcast with Kevin, Danny, Eli, and Lee. You want to go Disney hard? Never Disney soft. That's the show for you. Magic Our Way podcast, ladies and gentlemen. It's all the Disney. You looking for a little D or the big D? Magic Our Way's got it for you. Jumbo, everyone. Harambe. And welcome to another edition of... The Magic Our Way. Magic Our Way. Magic Our Way. Magic Our Way. The Magic Our Way podcast. They are truly magical and whatnot. Sante Santa, everyone. You're listening to the Magic Hour podcast from New Orleans, Louisiana, in the United States of America. We are artistic buffs talking about Disney stuff, and this is a show in which every opinion is welcome. MagicRway.com is where you can find us. Today, we present a review of Luca, the latest Disney Plus movie release. And look, guys, this isn't your typical polished, practiced, pixie dust and Disney podcast. We are not in the parks every day trying to tell you the top 12 places to get a macadamia nut cookie. That's right, Kev. We're just here to do three things. Talk Disney, drink, entertain y'all. And uh, fair warning, some people on iTunes don't find us all that entertaining for some reason. Yeah, well, sorry about their damn luck. Well, my name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. And I'm your main Marvel man, Eli. And usually we have our official travel agent, Lee, on the show, but he's currently on assignment. So we'll have him next time. So guys, enough of our jibber-jabber. Let's go discuss some Luca fish melon magic. Weekends, welcome to the queue, and this is the segment in which we get to discuss all the news and happenings in the world of Disney today. So let's get to it, man. Fireworks return to Walt Disney World. Statewide, Disney parks are moving to return back to regular operation by easing off their COVID restrictions. With this comes the announcement recently about the return of fireworks shows to the parks. Here is what we know. On July 1st, Happily Ever After in the Magic Kingdom and Epcot Forever in Epcot will once again light up the night sky at the Walt Disney World Resort. On July 4th, Mickey's Mixed Magic will return to Disneyland at the Disneyland Resort. These are the only shows announced to be returning to the parks as of right now. We're recording the show on June 19th, 2021. And as you notice, this excludes the Star Wars-themed show that took place over at Hollywood Studios. So there you go, as guys. As well as Fantasmic and, yeah. Oh, yeah, and Fantasmic and all those other things. What do you guys think about this? I'm glad to hear the fireworks are returning. If I'm being honest, I, I don't know that this affects me personally all that much. <laughs> I will usually, once a, vac- once a trip, catch a, a fireworks performance, and most of the time when I'm doing it, it's at California Grill and Narcoozies. Even before COVID, I was never big on piling into Main Street or piling into the hub and standing shoulder to shoulder with the masses and enjoying the fireworks. That, that to me, was always a time to 
oh, everyone's gathering to watch the fireworks. Go catch this. Go catch that. And if I caught the fireworks, I caught them from afar. So you're never one for crowds. Yes. I've never been one for, for crowds. But having said that, a Disney vacation is pretty much synonymous with fireworks. So having them back just symbolizes more of a return to the normal. So I'm glad to see them back. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that this is happening because I know this is a staple of a lot of families' vacations to Disney. So that's how I feel about it. I'm, I'm glad to see it's back. I will catch a show or two. It's just I don't think it's going to affect me all that much because, I again, I generally uh, enjoyed it from a resort having dinner. From afar. It's yes, from yes. afar. From afar. And, yeah, I'm very excited about this too, and I'm glad to see this because it's a step in the right direction towards – I guess pre-COVID normalcy, even though the new normalcy is going to be somewhat different. But I'm glad to see that they're feeling comfortable enough with the restrictions being lifted that they can do this. So that's very exciting. And it gives those people that are traveling down there over the summer something in the evenings to do. Every time you watch those fireworks, there's always something a little bit magical, just exciting to end your day with all that, all the booms, all the lights. The way they do their fireworks shows are always incredible, you know. All right, Eli, what do you think, sir? You know what? I think this is, I agree with you guys and the fact this is awesome. It's a, a good signal that things could go back to normal. But if you go on a vacation, you should enjoy yourself. And nothing says enjoyability like fireworks. At the same time, on the other end of the revolving door, I'm kind of worried about that part where there's still like a million people standing around me. And I am vaccinated for the record. I am vaccinated. But yeah? Oh, did you put that in your mouse mingle profile? <laughs> Not yet, but I need to add. That. Oh, you, you, you probably should. I, I want to. And vaccinated and safe. Always uh-huh. safe. Vaccinated and safe. Sexy and vaccinated. Yes, sir. Oh, that's two S's that you want to have in there. Sexinated. Sexinated. <laughs> I like that. Totally sexinated. There it is. I, and so I think like that's the one part of it that kind of worries me slightly. But that's just me trying to work on my office. But as far as the company in general, yeah, I mean, it's a party. If you're able to go on a vacation during this time and you're, and you're brave enough, you should enjoy the fireworks. Just if I was there, I wouldn't want nobody breathing on me unless, you know, she was really cute. So I would say all that. Oh, you like you like the breathing and stuff? Now I'm not a big fan of breathing with COVID. I just that's just uh I'm just still paranoid about it. Like COVID is like the sequel that hasn't been developed yet. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody's like, Oh, we beat it and everything and we gotta go back to normal. But I totally get that. Totally get the fact that We've been in fear for a whole year. We can't live like that. No. And we need that escape. But at the same time, like, I'm sorry, COVID's a punk ass way to go. Like, so COVID's a zombie. It whoa, is. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> calm, <laughs> calm down over there. Sorry. <laughs> it's not a punk ass way to go. It's a, well, I mean, in other words, in other words, it, it sucks, is what, yeah, it it sucks. Sucks. what you meant to say. You said, right. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, yeah, like, if you're enjoying something and then somebody else standing by you and then like from this freak accident that this happens, something happens to you and then like it's, you know, it's it's over. Like, I think that's a terrible way to do it. So that's why my guard would always be up. So I, I that's just me, you know, so I'm with it as a product, just socially. So if you travel down there, you'd be op- optimally, optimistically cautious in entering that crowd. I mean, fireworks? I'm, I'm kind of, but like, you know what? Yeah. General. Whenever before this pre-COVID, uh, to be honest, I mean, like you said, like I'm like Danny. I would, I would, if I was at a restaurant, you know, like we've gone to California, we've been to Florida, and it's like, boom, fireworks, like, oh, check that out. There's only like six people. And that's even before this, like, oh yeah, you know, that's cool because sometimes you just want to enjoy something 
for yourself. And you like it's not a bad thing if you have like say you know under ten people there. They're like, oh yeah, that was cool. You liked it, yeah, it was cool. But when you have like say two thousand people in your general area, even past COVID, it's like, dang, dude, you like yelling? Like I can't. I want to hear what they're singing, and I want to see this and that. So in some cases, depending on who you have in the crowd, it can alter your experience. In general, so imagine someone coughing on you. Yeah, I look. I was in line at the Hallmark store today, and a woman sneezed and wasn't wearing a mask. And I was like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, Oh, come on! But at the same time, you're right. I mean, at some at some point, once you're vaccinated, you need to embrace the return to normal. So I am good with that aspect of things. Having said that, like I said, you know, there's a difference between being online at the grocery store and being huddled in a mass <laughs> of humanity See, yes. in, in front of the castle. Roger. So I'm probably going to be a lot more careful. I, I really, to be honest with you, I really kind of thought that we would have gotten more of a... I thought we would have gotten character meet and grease before we would have gotten this. That's a, now see that's a, that's a fair point. I but mean, here it is, and uh, look, I'm I'm grateful for it, and, and you know, again, there's nobody who doesn't feel comfortable with this that needs to be there for it. It's just for those who are okay with it, right? I yeah. would I would spend an extra twenty five hundred if I could get one of those like Rick Swero presidential suites to see Rick Swero presidential. <laughs> you know, I, I would, I would. I would like okay. to get that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I am not a well. There's like man. dessert, fireworks, party. Oh, so you can watch it isolated in the spaceship. Yeah, I mean, like you know, but I mean, look, I I agree. You had a pimped out area like that. That was that was that. I was mean, if I had really a choice, well. I would definitely go for that. Yes, yes, yes that's what I'm saying. Like, if I'm gonna at this point, if I'm gonna take out a loan to say, hey, look, I'm gonna go back and do this thing. You know what? If I if it's gonna put me in the hole for an extra two years to enjoy this firework on this level. Based upon all the past events that has happened, and I'm gonna take that. You, you know, take, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take that. What, does this? Uh, so, if you would have bought tickets to the Boo Bash, would this upset you, knowing that okay, now you've greenlit fireworks, but there's no. I'm paying pretty close to not so scary prices, if not right at about. I, I, I'd have to look at what the low, the latest price to be in a realistically scary event. I well, I mean, it's just. You're you're paying kind of the exact same price that you were paying before, not too far off, to experience not so scary without fireworks, without a parade. What's the difference between huddled together on Main Street to watch a parade and watching fireworks? What's the difference between huddled together to get a character's autograph and a picture and fireworks? Movement. Movement. Movement? Movement. Exodus. Movement of the people. <laughs> so, yeah. Somebody's leaving. Somebody's going. If you, like, if there's a fight, you know how it works. Come on. You know, we've been to Disney Play in time. Sure. You, you walk away like, duh, 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 duh. here comes such and such show. And then, like, everybody stops. Everybody's walking. To get Hammer time. Yeah, hey, right? Everybody's <laughs> walking, get hot dogs and stuff. And then they like, boom, 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 boom. And then people are like, oh. And then, like, everybody's stopping now. They're, they're like, so whatever you were doing. It's now being complicated like a thousand times more, you know, whereas if you're just in the normal, hey, look, here's the music, here's things going, people are still going in and out of traffic. You know, it would be as if you were on a subway, like a subway station. And then one day they were like, hey, look, the guy that like plays the guitar for like, you know, 25 cents, he's going to like play the guitar in his head. And then like the whole subway stops and you got to like 
watch his concert until his concert's over, and then everything starts moving again. You know, that's uh, that'd be my lyric with that. With, with that, you know what I'm saying? That'd well, let's favorite. bring it closer to home. Like if uh, they would have Mardi Gras parades and we had the crowds, would you feel comfortable doing that? I'm not really a big fan of crowds or Mardi Gras. Anyway. Yeah, I, I would not go to Mardi Gras because of crowds as well. Yeah, that's um, that's why we like if we went to parades, we would stand back. Like you know, we we like to go to those uh, lesser crowded parades and enjoy that. But like Mardi Gras Day, we would show up way late, stand way in the back, and the kids would be fine with things within ten to fifteen. We're just not the whole. You know, it's like uh, just super crowded thing. Is yeah, like, yeah. I, you know, well now you got people peeing COVID on you instead of breathing it on you. You know, wait, you got, got, wait, what? You got people peeing COVID on you. You talking of, about like going to showers kind of aspect? Is that <laughs> yeah. what? That's, like, that's kind of peeing COVID. <laughs> what? That was I didn't know you could do that. That's a joke. That's just me a joke. either. That was a okay. joke. Science. <laughs> oh, uh, maybe not. I'm sorry. That's a joke. That's don't, a joke. Don't spread no more fear, man. All right, yeah. I'm sorry, well, it's, but it's a joke. Fear. You don't know. You like don't peanut know. butter. You don't know. Could be. Yeah. I'm. I. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not a. Like even in Mardi Gras. I would watch the parade from the cuff of my own home, but I have no stake in that game. I didn't pay to go to Mardi Gras. I didn't, right. you know, I didn't pay to go to the, that hotel. Now that person that paid, say, $5,000 to stay in Bourbon Street and then see all the craziness and all the fun and all the debauchery, let them have that. Let them have what they want as long as they know what they signed up for, you know, and I'm totally cool with that. Yeah. Totally cool with that. Yeah, but uh, as far as this vacation here, and I'm I'm going to Disney, like that's the same thing. I I know what I'm going to deal with. So this is just more sporadic. Like if someone goes to Mardi Gras, they know from this day to that day, chaos is going to ensue. You know. Now, what was the thing of the 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 bash boo bash? Right, let's your say burden with chaotic purpose. Right, if you know, <laughs> yeah, if you know the date that things are gonna happen, and you're like, I don't want people on me and breathing on me on that. Well, then look, these are isolated days. Be aware of that. It's at your risk. No, I, was, uh, I can see that. I, I totally do. It's just too chaotic. Too many people bumping into you. Too many people knocking you down. Too much crowds can breed stupidity. And so, like from that, especially if they're drunk. Yes. Yes. Now, granted, in Magic Kingdom, that's not something you have to worry about. But I always loved why. I think that's why Illuminations was always my favorite shows because you can gather around the lagoon without being shoulder to shoulder with other people. Nice. I mean, that, that lagoon was pretty broad and everyone got a good view. And yeah, I just don't get the same thing with being. Pop I don't need. Top of people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I just don't that. need that. But at the same time, I like that it's back because it needs to be back. It does need to be back. It really does need to come back. And the people who want to be in the front lines and enjoy it, God bless them. Wishes. Wishes. (laughs) Well, guys, look, let us know what you think about this. Make sure you leave a comment and subscribe to our podcast and share your opinions. We do definitely get back to you if you leave a comment and just have that discussion with you guys because we always love hearing from our listeners. So enjoy. We are reviewing Luca, the Disney Pixar summer movie offering, which was released in the United States on June 18th, 2021. And just to give you guys a little synopsis of what's going on in this, uh, this is straight from the Walt Disney Company. And they say, set in a beautiful seaside town on the Italian Riviera, 
Disney and Pixar's original feature film, Luca, is a coming-of-age story about one young boy experiencing an unforgettable summer filled with gelato, pasta, and endless scooter rides. Luca, voice of Jacob Tremblay, shares these adventures with his newfound best friend, Alberto, voice of Jack Dylan Grazer. But all the fun is threatened by a deeply held secret. They are sea monsters from another world just below the water's surface. Luca is directed by Academy Award winner, uh, nominee, not winner, and nominee Enrico Casarosa, who also did La Luna. That's my cousin. Yes, and produced by Andrea Warren, who also did Lava and Cars 3. There you go. So, Les, before we jump into the details, how about we do a quick around the room and see whether or not you like this movie and the reasons for your opinion. Okay, who would like to start? Who's got an opinion they, that they feel strongly about? I'll go. Okay. Danny. Why not? Because there's only three of us here, and there's only two of us to answer. So I'll start, because usually we let the Marvel guru go first when we talk Marvel stuff, right? Yeah, this is true. So you'll have your turn next time with Luke, uh, not Luca, Loki. Loki. Loki 3. Which is Luca, but just with two letters different. Yeah, there's a lot of four-letter L words. Yeah, that's, that's it. I find. That's it. And look, uh, make sure you go back and check out our review of the episodes one and two if you're interested in a little insight on all that kind of stuff. They're Please very, do. very entertaining Please. back here on YouTube. Like and subscribe. So Danny... Take it away, sir. All right. So I enjoyed it. I liked it. I just didn't love it. Mm. Mm. Oh, yeah. We're bringing that. I like that. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like not that. a world that I was intrigued by. I didn't feel compelled to explore it further. It wasn't so deep that I felt the need to rewatch it to see anything that I may have missed or went over my head. I'm not looking to necessarily revisit this again in a sequel. And unless they're really desperate for something to put in Epcot, I highly doubt you're going to see this as an attraction. But while it's not a masterpiece, it's not a blockbuster, it's kind of small in terms of a, of a movie, it's a nice little pleasant, charming, cute, if you will. It's a cute little movie. It's a cute, though, yeah. Yeah, it's a very cute movie. Yeah, no, I, uh, I enjoyed it. I don't think it's going to be in anybody's uh, top 10 list. Of the best Pixar movies ever, but I do believe that it was a cute little movie that really appealed to younger children. And so from that aspect, I enjoyed it, but I kind of feel like I'm kind of one and done where I'm like, okay, I enjoyed it for what it was, but I have now completely unplugged from that world, mainly because there's not a whole lot to left Plug to explore in that yeah, world yeah. yeah there you go so that's my opinion oh absolutely no i think i think that's a great opinion and i'm gonna agree the exact same thing you know i i, I didn't love it i did like it i did enjoy it um i happen to do watch it multiple times the first time you know, i will admit i kind of fell asleep toward the beginning there and we'll talk about more details of why in this little bit but for me it had like a very uh what's that cloudy with a chance of meatballs kind of movie feeling mm, yeah. especially in the animation and stuff like that so sure, i can see that it was okay it wasn't too bad you know i watched it a second time and really make sure i gave it a chance before i did this review and it's good I, it didn't hit me like coco hit me right or those kind of movies that they've done you know nothing like that but it's entertainment it's nice it's a cute little summer drink if it was an alcoholic drink mm. it's a spritzer it's a spritzer it's light maybe it's like a malt liquor maybe like claw a light, ah, claw a kind light of a, mojito yes a light mojito <laughs> yeah yes, mojito. yes to, to uh, pull from another romance language but yeah it's it's uh that's where i stand with it eli what do you think sir uh i gotta say i can see where both of you come from because uh i i couldn't i couldn't hate it but i could barely like it i, I just couldn't love it 
And I think it's one of those things where there's so much mythos that they could have had and explained it here that they didn't do it. And so that kind of disappointed me. It kind of took me out of it. The look of it was it was all right. But yeah, they had they had a cool little message. I thought towards the end, I thought it was cute. As far as like how the characters and everything was laid out, I think there's some steps that they could have took to push it really further. Be like, hey, this is our movie. I just felt like this was a bunch of cats that were like Pixar interns, and they're like, we can make <laughs> a movie and let it be set, you know, in in this area. And let us like do our thing. And Pixar was like, yeah, why not? You know, we'll just put our name to it and, and back you up or something like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's the, I, know what you mean. I, I do. Yeah. If yeah. you paid attention, you watch the credits all the way through to the end. There's a part in the credits where it says dreamed up at Pixar Animation Studios in Emory, California. Yes. And produced produced in our slippers, slippers. Yes. Around the Bay Area. So this is really the first movie that Pixar has put out where they're really acknowledging the limitations Oh, that they've had, of yes. COVID. Uh, past year, yeah, you're right. It's almost like saying, uh, it kind of judges on a curve here. Yeah. <laughs> because I, we you, had to produce this a little bit, spread it. What? No, I was going to say, but do you do you judge them on that, on that curve? Absolutely. That? Absolutely. 1,000%. Well, given the past year we've had, I'd say I'd give them that benefit. Not working that, from home. I mean, you know, it's yeah. working from home. It's working on a computer. You uh-huh. can type whatever you want and say, hey, I think we could explore this and that. You could Zoom call. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've been working from home. I'm nowhere near as effective. Really? The communication. Yeah. I'm effective as hell. If I work from home. Well, think about job. us when we did the shows remotely. It's like, are we more effective when we're together in the studio or versus when we were at home? Creatively. Okay. Creatively, in-house, we are juggernauts. Yeah, we, we feed off of each other's energies, and it's freaking awesome. And there's no doubt about that. But, but... I, can I tell you something? I'd, be, I'd kill for hearing that, like, in the podcast review section of iTunes. What? When they record together, they are juggernauts. <laughs> I, I would like to hear that. So if you listen, Any listener out or there. Or YouTube reviewers want to do... Yeah, yeah like, put that. I'd review these guys, and I like these guys. I just have nothing to say. Put that. Just, just throw that in there. When these guys are together, they are juggernauts. <laughs> Juggernauts. Go ahead, Juggernaut. Yeah, you got it, Juggernaut number two. I just right. said Juggernaut one and Juggernaut two. Hey, juggernaut yo. three. All the Juggernauts. Trio Juggernauts. I, I think that's just the impression that I got from seeing this movie. Uh, it just, it was just kind of like, it was almost like, like, all it was good, but it had some elements of that, but it was like below that. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, well, but I mean, there again, I, I, gotta, I have to take exception to your idea that, yeah, you're not going to give them any leniency for, during COVID. Yes. You're just being cold. What you want to give them a, a, an extra point? Well, I mean, this. you didn't. This isn't premium access. You didn't have to pay $30 for this. You didn't That's have to true. pay to see it in the theater. It was included for free with Disney Plus. This is just part of your subscription. Your subscription package. I mean, I, I mean you still oh, you know Along those lines, let me tell you this. I'll tell you what. Uh, Raya just came free. And I think my kids were more, and myself, enjoyed that movie more so than this one. I yeah, you know, I haven't seen it yet because it just became free. I saw it. And I, look, I'm, I'm big on dragons. But ugh, there was just nothing in the trailer that even like, you know, it's like. That kind of hooked you in? Just seduce. Like, I'm willing to spend money. Just seduce me a little bit. But there was. Yeah, I'd like some action, too, in this one. It, oh, you're talking about Luca? You bring yeah, it back? Luca. I, wanna, I mean, it doesn't have to be explosions. You know, I'm a big fan of explosions. Doesn't have to have explosions, but. There wasn't much. Yes, you're right. 
Well, you know, look, Santa Mozzarella, I got an idea. All right, pizza. <laughs> what if, now this is just so, I, I didn't want to go on off a tangent, but I, I'm just starting to think here. It's like, what if D- Busy Pixar is going around World Showcase and giving each uh, each country an attraction? And this becomes Italian Italian dark ride. I thought the exact same thing. I'm like, they must be just doing this. They're like, you know, okay, we're not saying we're going to greenlight your project, but if it's based upon an attraction in Epcot that doesn't have an existing ride system, which Italy does not, we might just go ahead and make your movie into a ride. Just saying, somebody wants to produce a German-based story, someone wants to produce an Italian-based story, we might run with that. But look, would you waste a Tier 1 Fast Pass, if they bring back Fast Pass, on that attraction based on Luca? On a Luca attraction? An Italian attraction based on Luca. Not off of the story that they did. Well, I mean, it depends on what that attraction was. I mean, what kind of attraction are we talking about here? Is, I'm is sure it's going to be a dark ride. I, it's it got to be a boat ride, dark ride. It's a boat ride, dark ride. I can't ride. see it anything else. It can't be a roller coaster or something thrilling. Or a bike race. Maybe they do a bike race. I like that. I like that. Yeah, if you put like some certain elements of terror in it, then you got something. But that goes against what... Well, that I was going to say, well, who is terrifying you in that movie, Urkeley? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he is kind of a dick. Yeah, I <laughs> enjoyed the hell. He was funny. I was funny. It was kind no, of a dick. Oh my god, that was one of my favorite villains. I thought that was Sasha Baron Cohen, but it wasn't. You know, no, no, no. no. Sasha Baron Cohen he was, was Uncle 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 Uncle. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Now he scared me. He scared yeah, me. He's funny. He made me laugh. That oh, was I laughed too. Like, yeah. Punch him in the heart. <laughs> That's the best line of the whole movie. That is and great. That was Jim Gaffigan, by the way, another comedian who voiced the, the dad. The, huh? the dad. Yeah. yeah. And the mom was my. Rudolph. My Rudolph. Yeah, which is ah, okay. well done. Very well done. But I would say, yeah, no, dude, I, I completely enjoyed the villain in this movie. I thought it was appropriate to where, like, it's a relatable villain for sure. Yes. It is because, I mean, before we get into that, let, let's not get into that. Yes, show. Let's, let's, let's speak yes. in a broad We're strokes, still not spoiled. Still not spoiled. Still not yes, spoiled. That's right. That's exactly right. So, what would y'all like to say? Because <laughs> I don't know how to. I don't know what to say anymore without spoiling it. Except, well, should we go right into the spoilers then? No. Well, look, I can oh, say this. More? Okay. I can oh, say oh, this. Okay. okay. I'll say this. Do you want to answer his question about the ride, or do we answer that? Oh, about the dark. If, if this was a ride in Italy, if it would be enough. Yeah. If there's a ride in any Disney. Pavilion, Pavilion. Yeah. Try, like anything, I'm going to try it at least once. And so if they do a good job knocking it out of the park, I will. Do I think this just readily lends itself to a Disney attraction? No. No, I, I like that. Yeah. But yeah, okay. But I would say another thing that I did like about this movie, and again, and, and, and I, I've said my caveats, that this is not a great movie. Mm-hmm. This is not, I, I have a hard time believing even the most gracious cynic would put this in their top 10. But what I liked about it was it's not like soul. It's not like inside out. There's not these heavier metaphysical concepts that you have to wrap your head around. This is something a younger kid can just watch and enjoy, really enjoy. And it really touches on what is the main theme and the main fear of any young child's life, which is bullying. And, and, and that feeling of, of being awkward and overcoming your fears and having somebody taunting you along the way, I felt... And being different. Yes. Yeah, that's yes. what I got out yeah. of it, Thank was being different. That's a better way to put it. Yeah. Yes. Perfect. That is where this movie scored high marks, home run marks, if you will. And, th- and movies like this are necessary for younger kids who can't stand all these flighter or higher concepts so from that point luca was a complete success for me i agree with that i think that's an excellent point and i'll skewer it for the next 
20 minutes. Yes. I'm yeah. just saying from that standpoint, and don't get me wrong, I tried to get my kid to watch it with me. I thought you could, yeah, I thought she would have watched that. What didn't have any Oh, really? really? No, no. I figured that's definitely a movie you watch with your kid. For I tell sure. you, we all it would be, but you know what? Not a boy. Oh, wow. You know, if maybe if there was a lot more Julia trailer and a lot less Alberto and Luca, maybe she would have been more like, yeah, I want to see that. But to her, it was just a little boy movie. Oh, interesting, yeah. Okay. And I didn't know it because I hadn't seen it at that point. So there you go. And they're yeah. really not that many boy movies, so to speak. No, Coco. That's it. Yeah. So yeah, that's and we'll fair. talk about that in a second. Oh. I do have a couple of little gripes about that in this movie. But yeah, you know, my three daughters watched it the first time we watched it. They were able to stay awake with it. Uh, the second time when I watched it, eh, they, they weren't as paying attention as, as they were last night when they first gave it a shot. So, so they, they kind of, even as children, they felt like they got They got everything. all they needed after the first viewing. There yeah, you go. That's all they needed. Makes Perfect. Sense. Perfect. So that works. So uh, is, is it time to go to the spoiler? I think it's time to go to the spoiler. I mean, I, I don't know if there's any non-spoiler. Yeah, no, get to the okay. juice of it. All right, guys, look. So now that we have done that, and let's dive into the details. But first, I must give you a spoiler warning. If you haven't watched the movie yet and you don't want anything ruined for you, make sure you guys hit pause right now and save this video or save this podcast, however you're watching us. Come back to us later, and here we go. It's spoiler time. Spoilers. That is just the happiest spoiler music I've right ever on. heard. How could you possibly turn this podcast off? I know. I, you can't. Or the video that. or whatever else. You can't. You're like, it's that was just spoiler. happy spoiler music. They still dance and get the movie spoiled for them. It's awesome. Look, not really much for me to spoil, but you know, the, the they win the race. They do a bike raid and they win the race. That's how I'm going to spoil it for them. You know what? The funny thing is I wish you could spoil, but you can't. It's like, how does the kid go from being a sea monster or whatever to just be a normal person when they get out of the it's water. the transformation i was hoping that was like the it's mystique. the transformation they say that there's a change that occurs when you get a war now granted i understand what you're saying it's the transformation uh, for whatever reason and i hear you that's inclusive look you feel I, that? i'd love to go to the motherland one day i haven't been to italy yet been to France, been to Europe. Got it was close. We were going to go to Italy. Saw my underpants. Yes. Well, every, just about everyone has seen your underpants, Kev. I mean, it's this not is really true. <laughs> I see you love the pants. <laughs> hey, I'll send it to you in a mailing. <laughs> right. Hey, it's in Amazon. Check out the Amazon. Let's Legal set up that Patreon account now. <laughs> At the one hundred dollar level, you will get my underpants <laughs> without the holes. Yeah, worn, unworn, your preference. There it is. You uh, specify. Ooh, golden. Anything to make money. But sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> what were we talking it's about? So, so like the transformation, good. like, I didn't understand how... Oh, okay. So clearly in Italy, I haven't been there, but clearly in Italy, it seems as though water dries faster there in any, than any other place on the planet. Unless it's inconvenient because it's hot. It's hot as hell out there. Because, like... They got no trees. You would watch them swimming and then they would jump out of the water and immediately turn into a human, jump back into water, and immediately turn back into a sea monster. But if they were on a boat, they needed a blanket <laughs> to become human again, which is a little like uh, deus ex machina, like, hey, you know, you know what this power is? It works when we feel like it needs to work, and it doesn't work so well as when we feel like it shouldn't work as well as it needs to. Well, that was, that was, my, that was my main thing, is that I think it started off nice. I mean, I'm not going through the whole entire movie, but I really, if I'm going to give it a Plus, I liked how it started where it was like, you know, dark and there's a fisherman and they don't know 
there's a mysterious creature bouncing around taking all this stuff you know like the land monsters holy carp oh, yeah like we're gonna you know what's going on and it's a, it's a mythos and it's real and like i liked i liked that and then once they kind of let us kind of see how everything worked i was like all right this is kind of cool it's got this little finding nemo vibe to it but not so much but i could kind of get that but yeah once the kid went out the water I did. I was kind of like, oh, okay. Alberto's gonna be like, yeah, this is why, because nobody told him, you know. Like, so that's what I thought the relationship was gonna be based on, which would have made total sense. But then it just became this like weird commercial almost for Vespa, and that's why I started to get kind of kind of lost. So I wish it would have explained how he could do that, because that's the main power of uh, of these cats. Is the Vespa? Well, you know <laughs> who shouldn't have a Vespa. I'm too big well, to ride a Vespa, but the how they can turn from human to fish. Oh, they, they, they kind of like a mystique manner. Did yeah, like that? even if that, I would take it magic like water from the X Men. Yeah, yeah, I would have. I would have took like a seawater, uh, salt water, and so once we had too much salt, we got to spit it out. Then we human. Like I would have taken anything, but there was nothing. You know, I know Santa Gorgonzola, man. It was terrible. Yeah, yeah, Gorgon cheese. I did. You know, you, that's the second time you brought that up, and I'm glad you caught that as well. Is that I, I did like the fact that whenever that girl would swear, it was Santa and, and some, some kind form of, cheese. of cheese. Yes, <laughs> Santa Ricotta, Santa Santa Gorgonzola, uh, Santa, Santa Mozzarella, <laughs> and Holy Carp was funny to me. They said Holy Carp. I was like, oh, that's clever. I didn't catch that one. I caught that when I wrote it down. I was like, Holy Carp. Oh, I, think that, oh I forget God. who says that, but I thought it was. Funny. It was a very uh, Robin from '60s Batman kind of thing going on there. But uh, uh, oh, there'll be more. Don't worry. Oh, I'm sure. I'm going to throw some more. Okay, please do. But yeah, no, I, I would go along with what Eli's saying there. Yeah, the Vespa as the kind of the stakes of the movie to me was it's a little weak. I mean, because you know at the end of the day that it's a movie. This is a kid dealing with some real stuff, talking about Luca, talking about Alberto. Surely at the end of the day, the Vespa is not going to be their salvation. So you kind of pretty much already know at the end of the movie, they're not going to be riding off on the sunset on a Vespa. That's <laughs> that's not going to happen. But where they do something right is that so whereas you don't care about the stakes of it because they, they build up the Vespa so much, that to me is where I like the, the Urkeley character because they, even though you're not really invested so much. The only reason you, uh, let me rephrase that. The only reason you're invested in this race is to make sure that somebody beats Urkeley. You don't care who it is. You don't care if it's Luca, Alberto, Julia, any of the other kids. Just because that one kid was so contemptible as a bully, (laughs) you just want to see him get beat. That's right. The rest of it, I could have cared less about because, I, again, I understood that the Vespa, which was painted as their salvation, which was kind of a weak motivation, and that is a legit critique of the movie. But at the same time, I kind of felt as though because they did a effective job of making Urkeley such a jerk that you Oh, he wanted. was a big jerk. Oh, he, he was, was a funny he jerk. Was awesome. yeah. He was a great Yeah, he was a great jerk. jerk. He yeah. looked like a baby David Swimmer. That's what uh, that uh, yeah, yeah, with yeah. the little mustache that, where he's yeah. like, oh, you look like a little catfish. Fish, yeah. yeah, I love that line. That was a great line. I like how he made his one hitchman slap the other hitchman. Oh, they were on the boat or something. Chicho. Like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's Chicho. like, slap him. Chicho and Guido. Yes, yeah. Chicho and Guido. Like, Guido. Hit him harder. Hit him with content. Whenever <laughs> Pixar does a movie uh, about Italian people, they need Guido in there <laughs> as much as they can get. You don't him. feel offended at all? 
Not at all. Just I don't check. take myself that serious. I take care. I want to oh, take Oh, man. Santo Parmigiano Reggiano. I forgot to say this. <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I forgot Nicely to mention done. this is some trivia. This is the second Pixar movie without John Ratzenberger in it. Holy Royale. Oh, geez. my How God. How about that? So it seems like they're retiring that shtick, but this is the second one where he doesn't voice something in there. Oh, they, what, they can't afford his cameo fee? Uh, maybe not. Go no, up? No, yeah. Oh, that's man. That sucks. <laughs> that COVID really is messing up stuff for them. Damn. Over there. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I, hope I don't he's know okay. what it is. I really do hope he's okay. Yeah. That's uh, kind of weird. Know, that's another thing. I hope John Weissenberg is okay. That, that's why it's not a bad reason why he's not doing this. Yeah, that's that does point. worry me a bit. That's interesting. But I didn't know if y'all noticed that. But yeah, I researched it. I'm like, yeah, this is the second movie in which they haven't had Ratzenberger. No, I saw. Yeah, I went and looked up the cast uh, on IMDb and I saw his picture, but it was not the gun underneath it. So I was like, oh, was they were expecting it from IMDb, but it didn't happen. Didn't wow. Happen. No, he's right. There was no obvious point in the movie where Ratzenberger, like, now if somebody came to me and was like, no, he was in there and he voiced so and so, I'd have to go back and watch it. But there was no. Usually it's pretty it's obvious. obvious. And it's usually toward the end. And it's, like the pizza, it's like the pizza plant truck. Yeah. Usually it's pretty obvious. All right, so here's what I would give as a positive. Okay. Gonna, we jump it back, back foot. Yeah, let's go back, yeah, and yeah, forth. back and forth. I, yeah. I hate the it's idea positive. of just an all negative, all yeah, positive. I'm with you, I'm with you. I love the idea that you're dealing with three kids, Alberto, Luca, and then Julia, Julia. The, the girl they end up Julia. meeting. And that each each one of these kids are coming from different parental situations. So you have Luca, which is kind of like his helicopter parents hovering over everything he does, overprotective as hell. You've got Alberto, who has no parents. Damn, yeah. And he's been abandoned by everyone, but well, at least his dad. I mean, you never find out what happened to his mom, but he has no parents and no guidance. And then you have Julia, whose parents are separated or divorced or whatever they whatever the deal is that's happening there. They're not together in the same house. Exactly. So you get three different kids with three entirely different parental situations. So I did enjoy that. Yeah. That the fact that they all came from a different perspective. I felt bad for Alberto because yeah, he he never got that resolved. And I didn't really feel for him until the latter end of the movie. Like really that's when it all picks up for me as far as loving the, all of the characters and whatnot. Yes. But yeah, I really wish his situation would have got so... Even if he'd have been like, here's a letter from my dad. He's he's nothing but a filet fish right now. and you know." He- but then Julia's dad kind of became his dad, his surrogate yeah. dad, and they were kind of bonding over... Like, you could tell that was really kind of the... That was the linchpin of the movie. Yes, he- where, where Julia's dad was coming, and I keep forgetting his name. It's like Messino, or... I can't remember what it was. Missy-boo. Looks like the dude from La Luna. Oh, yeah, yeah exactly. That yeah. dude's a beast. Yes, except <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get, to, we'll get to that because I, I, I have something oh, about the dad. Yeah, because it's always interesting to me. But yeah, go ahead, go ahead. very, very but interesting. Yeah. What I liked about the Alberto Luca relationship is that Alberto needed Luca. Luca needed Alberto. Like Luca needed Alberto to get him to overcome his fears and and silence his enjoy the world, right? Open up his horizons, kind of thing. That's yeah. exactly it. And, and, and Alberto conversely needed Luca as somebody who loved him and wasn't going to leave. He needed his yeah. innocence, yeah. some yeah. kind of stability. Yes, yeah. exactly. A little bit of stability, consistent stability. I would say his innocence. I would say Luca's innocence is what helped Alberto because then Alberto could say whatever stuff he wanted. Oh yeah, because he was the good kid. Yeah, and he yeah, so he could kind of be seen in a completely different light than what he was. Now, at the same time, and I don't mean to jump forward if y'all have more no, things to say just, about that, no, but I mean, um, I do also feel that's also a weakness of the movie is because at some point you got to sit there and question to yourself, is Luca into Vespas and astronomy because he's been sheltered his entire life and not been allowed to grow and that underwater world just looks so... <laughs> Boring. He's a fish herder. <laughs> and just 
that that's a that's a major negative in and of itself. <laughs> but is it possible that maybe Luca's not all that into astronomy? He's not all in Vespas. He's just never experienced anything, and so when he sees anything, he's like, "Oh, what's something that? new?" Yeah, 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 that's something awesome. So like Alberto loves Vespas, so Luca loves Vespas, and he has several daydreams. That's another thing. This is like an hour and thirty something minute movie, and like there's at least. Four to five daydreams in the movie. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Or they're just daydreaming. There's a lot of backstory and mythos, as Eli put it before, that doesn't really get explored. But you kind of go into that realm of, of trying to figure out who these people are. And that's one thing I don't feel like you get. I think Luca is just like anything and everything that comes along that someone introduces him to is like, that's great. Because all I did was shepherd goatfish or whatever the hell they were. Yeah, that was Dude, weird. You know, and, and something Mascarpone, man. Look, <laughs> I, I, this is probably they did this again with the bug-eyed, goofy sidekick animal. You know, because they had Hey Hey and Moana with the big bug eyes, and now they have the fish. Well, I forgot the name of the fish that kept on wandering off. Oh, um, Enri- Enrico or so something. B. I thought there was like, a few. Uh, yeah, yeah. There was a few. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I thought that was interesting that they they chose for that kind of thing that that's what they're going to use for their bumbling sidekick animal thing that they're hurting. I mean, it's clearly an animal. I mean, hey hey was a chicken and the fish were some kind of animals non-sentient things that he was hurting. Like, but somehow they can yeah, they can understand. They didn't really talk, but they could understand his English. So I thought that was that was I don't know. I thought that was kind of funny that they stuck to that formula. We it's like we need plushies to sell. So let's do this. Yeah, yeah let's do. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the I mean, it's not. I wanted. I wanted to kind of go back to what you said in the, in the sense that the the dreamy sequences where he was talking about being on Saturn and all that other Saturna. stuff. Like, mm-hmm. like yeah, like you know, oh, and he put it in the water. It'd be like you know, a big old thing of clouds. And I was like, I think that was a chance for whoever. Did his movie say, hey, look what we can do. Because, like, you know, it was a party with looking at glowing fish and stuff. Like, for the record, I, I had to, I watched this movie really late. And it got to a point where, like, I was like. Did it scare you? That was tripping me out. Because the last thing I had, to, I, I paused it. And I was like, no, I'm not going to be able to finish it. I watched this in the morning. So the last thing I had was right before they did the race. But him, like. Uh, seeing all of the the fish and the planets and all this, so that's like what I went to sleep like <laughs> thinking about. So I woke up. I was like, I don't care how this movie is, but wow, what a dream I had! Uh, you know, you felt that, yeah. So I think the like the that part that seemed the animation and whatnot was almost like somebody just like let me just let loose. And so that part, I I, I need dug. a stretch. Yeah, I need, I need to let it let go. Let my creativity out. I haven't been able to do it. I've been cooped up in this house. Like all I could do is do bricks and then like other places where they like nobody really had a house in this place. Like like in the the kids slept on wood outside. You know, well, the, Santo Rocota, man, they didn't even have shoes. They had nothing there. Everybody's broke. That's why they were bad because they were all poor. Like I know. The, the best race you can have is over noodles. And a beat up Vespa like that was a lot. It was a lot at stake. There's was, was a lot at stake here. Okay, to to your point, there, yeah, I do feel like they missed a major opportunity because there should have been a little bit more backstory, or as you put it, mythos to add to these characters to explain a lot of the incomplete, unexplained things about the movie. That it would have been a little bit more helpful because they drop you into this movie. Boom, you're right in real time. Yeah. But they keep referencing the fact that humans are scared of sea monsters and sea monsters are scared of humans. They give you no backstory behind it. They give you no explanation behind it. I mean, even Julia's dad is missing an arm. This dude is dead set against sea monsters. Well, he did say that he was born like that. He did. He did yeah. But he first says a sea monster ate it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you're yeah. like, 
Okay, that gives some explanation why this dude has a bulletin board with nothing but material on sea monsters. But he's like, yeah, no, I was born like that. <laughs> so why does this town hate sea monsters? Like, is every sea monster... Because like, they're scared of the unknown. They had two old ladies that had been living there for like however long that was sea monsters. But they didn't know that. Right, but I mean, all these sea monsters seem average size. It's not like you have a kraken. Exactly. Or a Loch Ness Monster <laughs> or, a, you know, a sea serpent of some size that is threatening the town. Like that would you, have been awesome. You get none of the backstory to explain that- why the town hates it. For that matter, like, one of the things I was waiting on was the whole Silencio Bruno thing. Silencio Bruno. Yeah, it's like, that was a big thing. Like, hey, look, if you ever have any doubts, just say Silencio Bruno. And I'm expecting at some point in time, he's going to say, my dad's name was Bruno and then every single time my mind my mom was like you know like yeah, I wanted to do something she'd be like Silencio Bruno like she would shut my dad up and finally he left whatever it was there had to be something that none of that made like I, I don't know who Bruno is to this day good point great point because that's a that's a clincher of this movie totally totally is it's a big time motto that they live by and you never find out where it came from and they do all the craziest stuff that would get a noble kid killed if they did that talk about Silencio Bruno <laughs> and look you know what's funny about what you brought up the Kraken thing uh, yeah I, I like some research. Yeah, that would have been awesome I did some research on this and you know Santa Asiago man look <laughs> <laughs> Asiago chicken to yes YouTube. thank you yeah I, I was looking at a different alternate version of the story that was originally there and Alberta was supposed to turn into a Kraken apparently Okay, now and we've been talking Luca, about something. Luca was supposed to defend, protect him against the, the villagers that wanted to get him. Oh. That was like, I think, an original story that, that got tabled, and they changed it towards this. But it's funny that you brought up Kraken, because like, oh, yeah, that's interesting. See, that would have made a lot more sense, because like in that intro, he's like all dark and you know mysterious. Alberto is with It's he, crazy, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, that would have been awesome. All right, guys, Santa Fontina, man, look. <laughs> There's something about this that's uh, that struck me as interesting, you know, given like everything that's going on in the world and stuff like that, the political climate. I noticed that you have, you know, you have the strong wife mother character with the bumbling idiota husband, and also you have this separated husband character who's big and strong and he's very manly because he's separated. I don't know if that's anything significant. I just happen to notice that they're like, man, they, the, the the couple, the husband is really. It's like a bumbling kind of an idiot kind of a thing, you know, character. And I don't know how to interpret that or what that's like, but it, it's it, it's kind of funny to me. I, I, I don't know I about that. I can see that. I can see that. Did, that. did that catch anything with you guys? I mean, the being the husband, yeah, you know, the, the wife was the strong one. She was the smarter one. And then, like, you know, the dad that was by himself. He lost really it. wasn't listening to her. And then he had his, his ideas didn't really work. And he was just doing things on instinct. He was just a was, goof. It wasn't feel, yeah, he was just a goof. And then, like, uh, your girls, that what's the, what's, the, what's the girl that curses the cheese? Oh, Julia? Yeah, Julia. So Julia. Julia, Julia. So, so Julia's dad. You know, the real story is he lost his arm in a divorce. So, like, you know, I totally get that. <laughs> That's why he's big and strong. That's why he's big and strong. Like, he got to work on his own. Ain't nobody help. He got to cook. He got to clean. He's mean. You know, he even kept the cat. Even the cat was mean. The cat had a mustache. Oh, Giuseppe? I'm Machiavelli. Sorry. Machiavelli. Yeah. Cat well, was I think the cat was made to look after 
the dad. Yeah, yes. like they, oh, they no, were I, supposed to resemble one another. I like the I like the cat. The cat was the funny. cat was cool. Yeah, especially when the cat realized they were fish. It was like, but you, but yes, to your point, I I, I saw that that kind of the same thing. That's all we've had to talk like that. Yeah, that's the, the thing. We've episodes. had a recording, and I thought yeah. they would notice that they used that again. That kind of formula. I don't. I, you know, it's it's a, it's a standard form. It's been around for the the dawn of time. The omnipotent mother and the dumb schlub of a father who's just lucky to have her. I mean, it's the uh, staple of a lot of sitcoms but i would say like they were both kind of dumb in this one like even the mom like who obviously comes across as the more caring mom had munchausen syndrome i think sure oh that's interesting yeah that's what i said she was more of the helicopter parent like no matter what he did like she had to hover over him and really kind of messed him up in in that sense and the sense of you're going to hurt yourself so don't do anything Obviously, like, yeah, as a parent, your job is to protect your child, but they can be overprotective in the sense that you never want to see them get hurt. And obviously, how do you learn? It's the old Batman thing. Uh, why do we fall so we learn to pick ourselves up again? I do think that the, the parents, though, were dumb in this one. Like, there's a point there. Do you think they were equally dumb, though? No, I don't think they were equally dumb, but I thought the mother had the dumbest idea. Wait, what was the dumbest idea? Well, the mother at some point in time figures out like, if I hit the, the soccer ball hard enough, I can you know knock this kid into the water. And hey, I got it. If I get all these kids wet, I can figure out who my son is. Yeah, I don't know what my son at the same like. time, it's like, aren't you there because you're worried that you might out your son as being a sea monster? Oh, that's and right. your yeah, solution yeah. is to dump water <laughs> on every kid in the, <laughs> that you run across. Which they're in without <laughs> him as a sea monster. Even the people who apparently l- routinely and leisurely make their way over every week. Even regular sea monsters are like, hey, we're just here for summer vacay. Yeah. Well, like grandma. Grandma makes yeah, it like, over. Grandma, grandma was funny. She plays cards on the weekends. Right. Who just would come in the land and like, hey, we're just here for the weekend. We're just chilling. We'll go back to, you know, herding goat, sheep, fish things or whatever they whatever are. they were yeah. yes uh we'll do that another time so i thought that was the like it was funny at first like oh yeah the mom just realized that all she has to do is knock kids into the water and she can figure out who's her son until so you think about it for two seconds and you're like well if she knocks a kid into a water and he turns into a sea monster you've got a situation on your hands well i thought you were gonna say the the, the dumb idea was when she realized the first time she didn't know when, when, uh, when the son came back, when Luca came back, and she was like, I know you were somewhere, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, I'm just going to see you to the deepest, darkest part of the ocean with your uncle over here who heart stops at any point in time. And you can't see it because there's no light there. The only thing there is whale carcass. You know? <laughs> it just floats in your mouth. You yeah, it floats it. in your yeah. mouth. Just get that. Like, who don't want that? It's like a free meal. You know? <laughs> I, I thought that was like crazy. I thought the dad at that point, I thought they would have been. And I thought that's where you were going, dad. No. When, when the dad was like, would have been like, hey, no, you don't want to send your. You know, it's not like military school. This is like the bottom of the ocean. You're not going to see him again. Like, whatever he did, we got to talk to him about whatever it is. And again, there's another part right there to explain, yeah, we're sea monsters. If we go out here, we turn human, blah, 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 blah. Like, boom, perfect thing right there. Even if the husband has to take the bubbling parent role as opposed to the strong mother, that's whatever. But at least give him that. You know, that chance to explain that before you send your son out to the abyss. They just don't like males. 
in these movies. I, well, I, I don't think it has anything to do with the, the male-female aspect of it. I, I think it more had to do with, like... What? You know, go, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Uh, you got a, a, a theory on this? No, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just saying, like, if this was, like, Moana, they would be like, hey, listen, Moana, just don't do that again. You got to marry this boy or whatever. This kid, they going to send him to the part where there's no light. In the ocean, you, you can't even herd fish down Keep there. Keep them away from the fr- off surface is what you're saying. Yeah, but that'd yeah. be damn. That's a harsh punishment. But that's how, all how's that any different than uh, Moana's daddy trying to keep her on the island when the island was dying, <laughs> or keep him from uh, keep her from going uh, past away or whatever the reef was yeah. it the reef. I don't, don't know. The reef? Was. I don't know. You get sun. Uh, <laughs> I mean, granted, Moana's father was a stronger father type <laughs> no, rather saying. than this guy's father. Okay, but you know, you're talking about uh, you know degrees of parental abuse. I mean, that I, I think was one of the major weaknesses of this movie. And again, we've kind of touched on it a couple times, but uh, if we really need to hammer it home, the parents, not just the parents, it's life under the sea was made to look so boring. Yeah. I mean, you can totally understand why it is that these sea monsters are going to the surface and pretending to be humans because it literally looks like they, there's nothing to live for except for crab show. Oh, that's yeah. right, man. Santa Formaggio. Freaking Sebastian <laughs> lied to us. <laughs> Santa Formaggio. But if you watch Little Mermaid, there's a whole world under sea and living under the sea looks great. Animals sing to you. Fish don't have yes. bug eyes and they're not idiots. He on the wrong side of the ocean then. But if you watch Luca living under the water looks so mundane, it looks so unhappy. I mean, it's just it's it's ridiculous. So I mean like at the end like there's this part at the end of the movie where you kind of feel bad that, you know, Luca's leaving his parents and as a parent and having a child, you know how that's gonna feel and that's gonna suck. The very, very end? But the yeah, the very, okay. very end. Okay, okay. But at the at that point, you're like, kind of like, well, I, I feel bad for the parents, but literally there is nothing keeping him in the ocean. There is nothing positive about the world of being a sea monster that they showed you that would keep any sea monster in the ocean. Yeah, especially if they can transform any humans. I mean, right. why not? I mean, I mean, your boy Alberto, I mean, geez, uh, Santo Pecorino, man. He says life is better above the sea. Yeah, Santo. He enjoys it. Right, unless you're into the all-you-can-eat whale carcass buffet <laughs> Which did not that look comes good. with living under the sea, yes. they're really, they present nothing but show crabs, like, uh, show crabs, and, and, and dolphin imitation shows. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, I dated a girl with show crabs. It is not fun. I tell you. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, man. Yeah, get a razor and shave that. Yeah. That, that would get rid of the show crabs. To go underwater. That's, yes. Oh, damn. Damn whale carcass. <laughs> Go ahead, sir. Jesus. No, no, I'm just saying, like, they did nothing to present. Like, you're almost begging for, like, you know Luca's got to get away from his parents because there's no life under the sea for him. So life is not better down where it's wetter. Right. Is what you're saying. Well, not what he's the saying. way they presented it. That's right. But that's the thing is that why. All right. This was the only thing I didn't understand to just kind of connect what you're saying as well. It's not fun for the parents either. Like, I don't know what the dad did for a job. He just kind of showed up and, and the mom didn't really do much but keep up with the old lady. But all of them could go topside. They all knew what the secret was now. Why couldn't they go with Luca and just they say, OK, we got our summer house under the water because they were deathly afraid of humans and they never explained 
why and that was a huge that was a huge fault of the movie why are they so death right now that's fair but you wouldn't send your son or daughter off on a train to go somewhere more random right no and you no, could no. go with them well, well but you get a scene okay so just to, to bring it back all right yeah there's this scene where lucas shows up in porsche de rossi or whatever the hell the name of the town is Ponta Rosa. <laughs> Ponta Rosa. Ponta Rosa. I was porsche yeah. de rossi my bad that, oh, that's <laughs> ellen's wife no, whatever. Isn't okay. that from Luke, the Atlanta Housewives? <laughs> Wherever. Oh, Santo Stratino, you brought that up. <laughs> I'm sorry. God, Holy carp. I, I apologize. There's a scene in there where you see all these humans killing sea monsters. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, he looks around and sees the pictures and he freaks out. So you can understand to an extent why sea monsters might be a little intimidated about humans. What you kind of innately understand, though, is that, okay... Humans are going to erect edifices to things that meant something. Like, you know, like, okay, we're going to show you. Yeah, this yeah. symbolizes our overcoming. The- They're symbol-minded. What you never get is why are humans so afraid of sea monsters if they're all just little and tiny and not going to capsize a boat on them unless it's like, you know, like a little canoe. They're not going to capsize a schooner or whatever the hell it is. I mean... Where are all the big time sea monsters that these people are really afraid of by looking at the different, you know, sculptures, fountains, whatever in and around Portia de Rossi? <laughs> yeah, it should be like a it should be like a tourist attraction almost the way they sell it. You know, like you said, the the girl's like, Do you even know why you're here? What she figured out they were sea monsters. She was like, You you know where you are? Like You in the jungle, baby. Yeah, baby. We hunt sea monsters here, baby. Like, no nothing terrifying to say, look where we are. Yeah, look, 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 look. Santo Tomas, man. Check this out. <laughs> Santa Tomale? Yeah, that's what the, happened? That's a cheese. Tomas is cheese. Oh, I, I thought Santa Tomas. Thought we were talking about Tomale. Oh, we could go there. Santa Tomale. I like a Tomale. Santa Tomale. Anyway, okay. look. Yeah. Um, so you know, that's, that's the funny thing part. It's like you, your boy, they go fishing in their herds and they capture all that fish. They're not angry about that. I mean, Luca herds fish for his living, I guess, so to speak, or for his family. And uh, G- G- Julia's dad goes and captures these fish. So, the, I mean, I don't know if he captured his herd, but they're capturing somebody's herd. I remember thinking the exact same yeah. thing, Kevin, and being like, well, so... If his job is to keep the fish safe, how do they get any money out of keeping fish safe? <laughs> exactly. Like, what is the point of keeping fish safe in this boring ass aquatic community of nothingness? Like, what is the point of their living? And it was just, it was so poorly done. Now, again, exactly right. Santo Domino, man. It's a crazy. Well, the world yes. building is what crumbles. Like, Topo like Gigi, Gigi. Just like Prado Gigi. There you go. I'm just gone. like that. That's right. They got, they got something against Italian. I like a good crumbly cheese, but not in this case. Topo Gigi, man. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, cheddar cheese. Yeah. Damn, it's so sexy when he says that. <laughs> I do. I'm in it now. So look at that. Ooh, look no. at that Italian smile. One more time. He's got facial hair, too. It sounds so much right when he says yeah, it. It's so sexy. One yeah, more yeah, time. Yeah, Say it again. That man's good. If yeah. I was connected, I would have to shave this. Just you yeah, need I don't know if you've ever seen Donnie Brasco, but you got to yeah, you got to cut that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah keep it clean if you're a main guy. That's yes. why. I, that's why I grow it so people don't. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not connected. Ah, uh, well, um, here's my question. Go ahead. You have a question. I'm gonna. I mean, it's, it's gonna jump. It's gonna jump. You're gonna so, jump. So okay, now um, this is where I started to kind of get into the movie towards the. This is like towards the end. Like, uh, what did you think about that turn? 
Like, I think that's where the movie happened for me when... On the bike turn? No, when Alberto, he turns into the sea monster, and then, like, Luke is like, oh, my God, it's a sea monster. Like, he, like, rats on his boy, like, freaking... Oh, that part? Oh, I didn't mind that. No, you minded that? I kind of did. Because he sold him out. Yeah, I can't. You watch it and you're like, oh, Santo Stracino, man. It's like terrible. <laughs> exactly. I was like, Santo melted cheese. This is terrible. <laughs> I cannot believe I just witnessed this. Queso melted. Yeah, <laughs> queso melted. Okay, thank you. Damn right. Thank you. I'm trying Santa to learn. Quesadilla. <laughs> Santo Tamale, Santo yeah. Quesadilla. I'm just working okay. on it, you know. Santo Mansion. <laughs> so you you felt cheated again? I didn't say cheated. It was just like it think, was cold. That's the thing. That was, was a like, cold move on his part. That's but, that's where the movie. Well, like, but, but that's, that's, that's what I got I emotionally. It. Yeah, I was say like that's why I got emotionally invested. But it was it was kind of unexpected. Because once the kid turned, and then Luke would just like rat it on him, and was like, oh, it's a sea boss that almost got his boy killed. And I was like, Well, it's kind of emotional, too, because they were just fighting before that. Yeah. Before uh, Julia came in, and, you know, he's still running on that emotion. He's like, oh, I'm out this MF. You're just saying, to answer your fish theory, too, he he don't like being a sea monster. Like at that point, that's what I was like, bam. Doesn't it go back to what I was saying before? It was like, all of a sudden, Alberto shows him a Vespa, and that became his... That becomes his biggest obsession Focus, yeah. towards yeah. life. And then Julia shows him astronomy in school, and all of a sudden that and becomes his femaleness. biggest Yeah, and her feminine charms. That's right. For sure. Yeah, that hair was wild. So that becomes his, his next biggest... Fascination. There you go. So doesn't it make sense that there again, like at some point in time, isn't that what you were seeing where Alberto would look at him kind of cross-eyed like, wait a minute, you're kind of breaking away from us and becoming a thing with her? And that, to me, was the culmination of it. So I didn't have a problem with that aspect. Not of that, it. No, I'm not saying it's a negative. I apologize if you think it's, I'm saying it's a negative. It was just like this. Like that's the first time I had a real emotional reaction to what I was watching. Okay, you, I, know? you know, I can see that. What, what, he, what Danny's saying about Alberto me probably being upset about this, his 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 ersatz homosexual relationship. What? With, <laughs> well, no, because we have we have experience undertone. This man yeah. has experience with this where like people. I've been like, hey, you Alberto or Danny? Just Danny. Danny. Oh, okay. Danny knows when you know love is hard. Love is hard. You know, somebody try to break your friendship up and stuff for the sake of love, so that you know he he you know we talk about. The point is, is that point. Luca has a weakness, and it's not just because he's half man that he's flaky. That's just literally part of his you know that's part of his thing. It's cannoli. Yeah, it's not his fault that he's scaly cannoli. He's just a flaky kid. You know, and, he left the cannoli and took the gun. Yeah, he left. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Is that what you're he saying? He just went for whoever was the coolest. And so. Never take the cannoli and leave the gun. Oh, Never. so he's like no, a social right, butterfly. Get the, get the mattress. Yeah, but. He's, I, he's in for the hot the hot next thing. But that's what, yes. And I, and I think that's what I got emotionally invested in the kid was now because then it was like, it, was, it, it became a redemption story at that point. So this is almost like a negative positive. You know what I mean? Like I, I hated the kid for what he did his friend, but then the positive was that I was rooting for him because you know he was. You, I knew he was going to make up. Uh, I thought it was kind of weak how he did it, but but he was the bigger man and sent him off to school, and then somehow he got a figurative dad, which was kind of cool. I thought, which is what he needed. Yeah, which is exactly what he, he got a knife too. If you saw the credits, yeah, he got the knife. But I think the I think the thing was that was a good. It was a positive redemption thing for Luca, for the character, for the movie. Was once he did the rat out thing, and then he had the second chance during the race, 
and he saw that, you know, Alberto was like, hey, look, I'm going to bring you an umbrella to make sure you can finish the race. And then, like, he tripped, and then he got wet, and he turned into a monster, and then Luca was like, screw it. And my boy, I had heart right there. And then he said, all right, I'm a sea monster too. So at that point, I'm not going to lie. I didn't cry, but I was like, bam, thank you for giving me some emotion for this movie to show the bond of this man helping out his boy after he almost got his boy killed. Like, that's street rules. I know rules. you did, yeah. That's street that rules. That is gangster. Right. You almost get your boy killed. You don't come back and make your boy apple pie and say, hey, I'm sorry. You know, you got to go and out there and Oh, Time yeah. out. To be fair, he didn't almost get his boy killed on purpose. But you know what's going to happen? No. Wait, no, no, no. He was with the girl. And he's like, and she's like, sea monster. He's like, oh, my God, a sea monster. He didn't realize that your boy... Um, Enrico? Enrico? No, Enrico, not Enrico. Enrico Palazzo? No, Enrico, no, no, no. Ricola. Ercoli. Ercoli. He didn't realize he was right over there and would hear that and then try and harpoon him to death. He thought he was just trying to make an impression with Julia. Oh, Julia. Okay. I so uh, yeah, it's a little... That's fair, but that's kind of... That's a great point, but it's still... But you're still on laying, you know? Was uh, he saving his own butt, though? Yes. Yes. That's what okay. made Clearly, him. in that moment. Yes. He was just he saving was, his own butt. Okay. But not at the expense of what he felt might have been his friend's life. He was saving his own butt and in the eyes of Julia. I think maybe if he knew his friend's life was on the he, line, okay. that might have been a bit. He had no situational awareness. I'll, I'll give you that. There, but that's still, what I'm to say. Yeah. No, I, but at the same time, he's still on land. Like that, that would be like if, I don't know. Like, well, I mean, he was on land. Dude was in the sea. Dude was in the he sea. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Time out. He did not choose for the guy to go in the sea. Dude went on the sea and decided to unveil, uh, reveal who he is all on his own. He didn't turn to Luca and say, hey, look, you got a problem if I show this girl who I am? Because seeing that this is our collective secret, Alberto outed himself on his own. So you can understand Luca having some sense of indecision in that moment. Oh, I, I can see that. Yeah. And I, you know the totally. best part about this? Look, Santa mm-hmm. Tomas. Um, <laughs> what you say about somebody, Bob? Santa Tomas. Yeah, it's a cheese. It's, oh, it's, tomato? it's a lovely oh, cheese. Yeah, there's yeah, a bunch tomato? of Tomas. There's Tomas Agaria, Tomas Basilera. Uh, oh, I've learned it so Anyway, much. look. Um, yeah. The best part is that Ju- Julia ended up being very accepting and understanding to the point to where she's like, she's like, why are you here? Why are you risking your life to be on land? You should be back in the sea. Get out of here. You can't race with me. I, I love that part of it. If there's a positive, I love that Julia, she wasn't even phased by the fact that there were sea monsters. She was more concerned at the fact that her dad was a freaking sea monster hunter and her new friends need to get the hell out of Dodge to protect themselves. I thought that was adorable. I, I, I thought that was, that was really awesome. That changed the game of the whole movie for me, like, right right there. And I think that helped with uh, Luca revealing himself in the rain to save his boy's life. Oh, he could have did it twice. Like, if he had punked out twice, I, I, don't, I don't know if I could have finished this review. I had to, I'd have been like... You would have been mad at uh, Luca? I'd be like, this is, the like, the, the worst friend uh, uh, Pixar character ever. Uh, be like, like, Santo Tomino, you are sucking. You are a terrible you friend. You are terrible. What? Who your Vespa? Fine, you did a, a, a moment of indecision one time, but then your friend tried to help you again to win the race, and then you, you let him almost die in the whole city again? Was no, that, do it once, shame on me, do it twice, shame on you? Yeah, that's oh, just... Oh, no, do it once, shame like, on you, do it twice, shame on me. At that point, I was yelling at the TV, Alberto, go find your daddy. He's more reliable <laughs> than Luca is, if Luca did that to him. You're like, Santa Limburger. Yeah, there you happen? go. Ha-ha, uh-huh. that's it. Salt to all the pizza. That's just wrong. 
Well, look, again, we're really getting deep into this movie. Yes, that's yes, all I yeah, really Let's bring it back to the surface that's waters, yeah, to the land. Yeah, absolutely. And let's yeah. wrap it up. To let's where turn back this, to humans. This is great. Let's turn back to humans. We, we delved into we it. We should. Because at the end of the day, this was something like we're getting deep into it because that's what we do as adults. I think younger children are going to They don't capture this. that. I, I don't, yeah, they're going to love yeah. it. And, they, and my kids did once. Right. I don't think this is going to stay with them. I don't think this is going to I don't think it's going to be a sh- a world that they did their best to really develop something new that was it's going to make them revisit. I do believe they did a good job of taking Portia de Rossi and making it look like <laughs> a place I would love to visit. Oh yeah, yeah that's I'd love to visit that too. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to Alan. I watched some of the background stuff on how they Pixar researched this and they actually visited villages in Italy. To get that same scene. Oh, you can yeah. tell. Like the I want to see yeah. how they did it. And that I, village kind of came to life. God, yeah. Could you imagine having that job and as a creative and being able to like, let's travel and research this so that we can get it right. Yeah. Oh, no, that would to be awesome. To have the funding to be able to do that as a creative. I mean, holy crap. And then like you get to send the job to someone else and all right, draw all the bricks. And that's your job. Go ahead. I mean, and think about it as podcasters and we're podcast guys. Look, subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. because We do a full show there too. think of it as creatives. If somebody had gave us the budget to say, Hey, we're going to review galaxy's edge. Uh, let's fly down there for the weekend, get fully immersed in it and then record the show. I mean, I, that's just incredible. We go to Disney every weekend if we had enough money podcast-wise to go ahead and do that. We would tell you the top 12 places to grab a macadamia nut cookie. According to <laughs> us. According to us. Which is a very special According thing. Yeah. But, yeah, no. Uh, we, we, uh, but it ain't our problem. So We don't live in Florida. We don't live in California. We're not in the parks every single what day. But you won't. But we are Disney fans. We do pay attention and we do care. Yes. Guys, look, make sure you let us know what you thought about this movie, and we're about to tell you how to do that in just a little bit. Well, guys, if you want to learn more about us, the Magic Our Way podcast, magicourway.com is the way to go. There you'll find our social media links, past episodes, and more. Also, you can get in touch with us through the following ways to share your opinions on Luca and anything else. You can shoot us an email at show at magicourway.com. Or you can call or send us a text message. Yes, I did say text message at one 815 That is 1-815-MOEKEN-669-4226. And, of course, we have a couple guys that do things outside of the podcast. First of all, Lee's not here, but I just want to make sure I, I pimp his wares. He's with Magical Moments Vacations, which is a platinum earmarked Disney travel agency. So, you know, if Disney appreciates them, so will you. Make sure you book with Lee today by shooting him an email at lee at magicourway.com. Again, that is lee at magicourway.com. A portion of every booking that Lee makes goes to support the Magic Our Way podcast, as well as a charity he likes to support, which is Girl Power to Cure, which is a nonprofit organization dedicated to raising awareness and funds for treatments and a cure for Rett syndrome. So you're helping two good things, our podcast and that charity, Girl Power to Cure. How can you go wrong with booking with Lee of Magical Moments Vacations? That's right. And that's a better closing for Lee, Kevin, because normally he does not tell the listeners that. He just comes up with some silly thing to say about... You know, yeah, whatever number he whatever forgets. Yes. Stupid number he can't... Yes. Absolutely. So, with no Hasselvika. Hey, ha-cha-cha. <laughs> and that voice you heard is our comic guru, and he's going to pimp his wares right right now hey rob liefeld here deadpool cable x-force domino 
Marvel Comics, Image Comics, all of it. You guys, what is up? Eli Ivory, what a great name. Eli Ivory, comic guru. I'm here to talk about you. I am here to say, check out ivorycomics.com. That's right, you. Check out ivorycomics.com. I-V-O-R-Y-C-O-M-I-C-S.com. If you're not doing that, you're missing out. You're missing out. Uh, the Savages comic cannot be beat, cannot be surpassed. You need to check it out. Experience it for yourself. And you know the story. It's all about the glory. Congrats to you and all the magic that you're making with your Ivory Comics. Eli Ivory, comic book guru. Check out IvoryComics.com. Comic book guru. Eli Ivory. The whole package. Deadpool said to. Do it. IvoryComics.com. Right now. Lightfield out. Man, thanks, Rob. Boy, every time I hear your voice, just puts a smile on my face. Or then it puts a bigger smile on my face. It's knowing that there's a link to this podcast so you never miss an episode. That's right. You get the interviews from Iron Cops. You get all the good stuff from Iron Cops. But when you get a link to the Magic Highway podcast, you still get the jokes. You still get the knowledge. You still get to be the voice from the voiceless and the void that you don't know about, but you find out about that later. It's all connected. Synergy is a beautiful thing. On top of that, Facebook.com slash Eli Ivory. You can find me there. As long as you're a real person, happy to know you. But if you're a bot, I don't know who you are. Get the hell out. Otherwise, you can go to Project Geisha. Got our Facebook page there. So Facebook.com slash Project Geisha. You can also check me out on Instagram. Post on the parts and likes and all that good stuff and shares. Because I also do that for the podcast as well, which is on Instagram. So EIRY504. Find me there. And of course, on Twitter, can be found at Hancock10166. So if you appreciate the madness, you're just bringing me the gladness. Thank you very much. And guys, there are so many ways to support the show as a whole. And you can find them all on our website magicourway.com any way in which you can support the show is deeply appreciated also we want to take a second thank you for being a loyal listener to our show and we always love hearing from our listeners all opinions are always welcome on the magic our way podcast so make sure you get in touch with us today so Mohegans, we say quaharini my name is kevin and i'm danny grazie por l'ascolto magia fiore i have every intention of eating those bananas for breakfast, but I still somehow end up with tacos. Santo mozzarella! In addition to my 12 pairs of shoes, I also pack Mad Hatter Radio <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> in my suitcase. Those are your emergency Mad Hatter Radio shoes. Emergency Mad Hatter Radio shoes. <laughs> when I want to listen to Mad Hatter Radio, I make sure to change my shoes to my Mad Hatter shoes.